Hey everybody, welcome to day two of NAPOD FOMO. This is Jennifer Navarrete, and I wanted to start off by kind of sharing a little bit of the inspiration behind this month. On October 31st at 12.54 p.m., yes, the day before, the afternoon before NAPOD POMO kicked off, I posted something on Facebook and said, NAPOD POMO kicks off tomorrow. I have zero ideas for what my focus will be this year. Last year, I helped two dear friends kick off their podcast and did my own. So that was 90 podcasts in 30 days. Only doing my own this year, 30 shows in 30 days should be a breeze, right? Yet here I am stuck. I'm totally open to ideas or recommendations, which is why you'll know that I call this year the procrastinators version of NAPOD POMO. Well, we had some really good comments and I really appreciated the folks who stepped up and, and you know, gave me some ideas. Um, Vidya asked me, does the entire month have to have one focus? And actually, no. It really is up to the podcaster to decide. Some podcasters are using it to kind of get their feet wet because they're new to the space. Others are trying out new formats, new shows, new ideas, and some are just doing it as a stream of consciousness, which I have actually done all of that. (laughs) There was a year that I did uh, 30 days of podcasting and how to build a community. Um, There was a year that I wanted to test out, you know, my comfort level with a live show because up until that point I had been doing recorded shows and then doing, you know, post-production editing and then uploading the show. And so I uh, reached out to my San Antonio podcasters and said, Hey, is anyone interested in doing a live show with me? And Louis Sandoval said, sure. I don't know how to podcast, but I'm happy to do (laughs) this with you. And so that year Tekken 20 was born and we did Tekken 20 for five years. We had such a great time talking about technology in the space of 20 minutes that we said, why should the party end? And we kept going for five years. So that was fun. Um, I've used it kind of try out new equipment, new strategies. One year I did everything on a mobile app and, you know, just different things. So does it have to be anything? No, it can be anything really you want it to be. Um, Lisa asked me, said, uh, well, what about becoming a podcaster? You know, who should you follow? I really think if you're a podcast listener already, you kind of have a sense of who you're following. If you're wanting to learn folks to follow, to learn about podcasting, Cliff Ravenscraft, Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting, uh, Cliff Ravenscraft is well known as the podcast answer man for many, many years, and he does multiple shows. And actually, these gentlemen do this for a living, and there's a lot of folks out in that space. But if you want to kind of have some face-to-face interaction, you know, go to meetup.com or go onto Facebook and try and find some of those groups where you can meet, you know, weekly or monthly and kind of get to know the the local podcasters and really have some of that face-to-face time. And if not, of course, the, the way that we all got started was there there weren't very many face-to-face groups. There was a lot of online groups and you can find your people there and who to follow and who to learn from. And there's a lot of great resource material out there. And then what uh, Lisa also asked, what equipments and programs do you need? Nowadays, you pretty much just need a mobile phone and an app and you're ready to roll. Um, not to say that that's what I'm doing my recording on now. Right now I'm using a... Um, Audio Technica ATR2100 mic um, on a desktop mic stand. It's connected via XLR to a Focusrite Scarlett 18i8, which is then plugged into my uh, 2011 MacBook Pro 13 inch using GarageBand. But I've also used Audacity. I've also used, um, re- more recently, I'm using Reaper. And it really just whatever you want to use. It's really up to you. Do you need all this equipment? No. Do you have a smartphone? Yeah. And and if you've got that, you can pull any number of apps down there. You can do post-production. You can do, um, you know, bumpers and sweepers. And you can do sound effects and just 
all kinds of fun stuff. And it's really up to you to kind of play around and find what works for you because everyone has different tools for different reasons. And there's no one way to do podcasting. I think that's one of the cool things about it is that you can find the way and the tools that fit you and just run with it and have fun and experiment when you want to try new things and just, you know, make it something that you enjoy because that's really has been the key for me. Why I have such longevity with podcasting is because I really do enjoy the heck out of it. And I really like teaching others about it and having, you know, them learn what works for them and then watching them flourish and fly and develop their shows long past my time with them. And that's one of the fun things of doing what I do. Uh, Lisa asked, you know, where do you share posts? Um, Social media is a great way to do it, obviously, Um, depending on what platform, you know, what aggregator you put it on. You could put it on iTunes. You can put it on Google Play. You can put it on Overcast. You can, you know, there's any number of um, podcast aggregators that you can put it on. Put it everywhere. Get your show out there. Don't be shy about it Um, unless, you know, you're just experimenting and don't want everyone to know about it just quite yet. Um, And then is this, is podcasting over or is this a new age of podcasting? I would say, Lisa, that Podcasting is far from over, in my own opinion, having been in this space for 11 years. um, Podcasting is really seeing a golden age. They call this the um, serial effect from that show serial that came out a couple years ago, that all of a sudden um, the non-tech, non-geek folks started becoming interested in podcasting. And so we're really seeing a big boom when it comes to this. And about two, two and a half years ago, just within my own observation of the amount of folks that were joining the podcasting groups on Facebook and who were, you know, saying, I want, I just want, I'm getting started. I mean, that was, has really, you know, come on strong and we're starting to see this really new resurgence of podcasting, which is fun. It's really fun to watch, fun to be a part of. And I say that we're still in the very early, you know, they talk about things being in waves. Podcasting is still in the low percentage points in comparison to a lot of other content. Uh, consumption. But yet, in my opinion, podcasting is an extremely intimate way to get connected with your audience. You know, there's very, there's a very much an intimacy to being in someone's earbuds. There's a trust factor there. There's this recognition factor. I can tell you that I have been at conferences and have just heard someone talking, not even to me, like in the group behind me, and have recognized that voice and turned around and met that person for the first time. And they've been in my earbuds for months or even years. And it's extremely thrilling to kind of have that, that, that what is really a first time physical meeting, but for me, I've known them for a long time. So there's, there's something nice about that. And that's why I think podcasting really does have a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity for growth. So if you're thinking, oh, I've missed the boat, not at all, not by any way, <laughs> way, shape, form, or fashion, you know, now's a good time to get started. And National Podcast Post Month is a great time to kind of get your feet wet and see what works for you. And then um, Angela asked, um, what the, what are the trends? Um, how does podcasting fit in the video landscape? And how, um, since there's so much stuff on demand, does it impact, impact tailored listening? Um, we think about when we think about tailored listening or on-demand listening. A lot of times we think about Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, you know, and we can binge watch an entire um, season of Stranger Things in one setting. Not that I'm saying that I did that. Yeah, yeah, I did do that. It was awesome. <laughs> but we can do that, right? We can we can go and we can binge on anything. And so you're we can't tell folks you have to watch or listen to my show at Wednesday at six o'clock, or that's it. You've missed it. Not at all. I may release the show Wednesday at six o'clock, but that doesn't mean you are going to listen to it Wednesday at six o'clock. You could listen to it 
you know, Wednesday at nine, you could listen to it Thursday or Friday or a week from then or a month from then or a year from then. And that's one of the neat things about having this content online. And that's true in really in anything, a blog post could be discovered, you know, six, five years from now, and all of a sudden, someone wants to dive into your whole catalog in the same way that video works and, and, and audio works. I really think that there is a way that this works for everyone. Um, the way I think of things is that when we were all growing up in school, um, everyone learns differently. Some people are hands-on learners. Some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory learners. Some people need to, you know, do things. And so when we grow up, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's changed. Some folks want to watch. Some folks want to read. Some folks want to listen. Some folks want to do it along with you. And so that's what makes it fun is that you can reach an audience in a different way. If you're someone who's a blogger and you've got a great audience there, might want to consider adding podcasting, might want to consider adding video because there's a, a percentage of your potential audience that doesn't know you exist because that's not how they consume content. They're not readers. And by the same token, there's folks who are not video people. They'd rather read. Um, the cool thing about podcasting is that you can listen to it when you drive and you can't read a blog post or watch a video when you drive, or at least you shouldn't. And when you're, you know, exercising, you're out walking around, you can't really watch a video safely um, or read a blog post safely, but you certainly can listen to a podcast or an audio book um, quite, quite well, whether you're walking, you know, working out, driving, doing housework, you know, doing things around, you got those earbuds in your ears and, and you can consume all kinds of content in an auditory fashion. So yeah, I'm a big fan, obviously highly biased. <laughs> um, and I don't think that, uh, I think there's a space for all of it. And that if you're inclined to participate in, in all of those different spaces, then yes, hats off to you, you should do it. And then um, Rebecca asked, she said, I want to join. And uh, it's at Rebecca, join. Even though it's day two, does this mean you can't do it? No, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a real stickler for that. I created uh, NAPOD POMO back in, I want to say, I think it was 2007. And it was really just at the end of November, on November 30th, do you have 30 shows? Now, could you on November 30th have recorded 30 shows? Sure, I guess you could have. And I'm not a stickler for saying you have to do X amount each day. no. Record two in one day, you know, pre-record some, maybe you're busy during the week and only have the weekends free. Great, fine. Schedule stuff to go out when you need it to go out. The key is to just do it, have fun, learn, and just kind of get your podcasting chops, you know, kind of get a sense of it and really have an understanding of how it works for you and, and try things out. And if you don't like the way this sounds, or you don't like the way that sounds, or you're like, Oh, I didn't really like doing that. Guess what? Next day, new episode, new show, new way to do things. The key is to have fun. So thank you for joining me for day two of National Podcast Postman. 